This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope you got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Vincenzo as Williams hustles back on defense, gets the ball to Looney. The Thompson fades left off the screen and buried it. There oh. is number 300 on the season for Clay Thompson. His 303 to make it 23-14. Warriors on top. He's got 17. Yeah, Clay Thompson came out smoking. The Warriors came out smoking, and they handled business here over the 48 minutes in Portland against the woefully shorthanded Blazers. And I don't know if it was a statement win, but it was a not-messing-around win for the Golden State Warriors as they put up 55 in the first quarter, outscoring the Blazers 55-27, the most points scored in a first quarter in NBA history. You had Klay Thompson coming out, and within the first five minutes, he had knocked down the threes that he needed, the five threes that he needed to be able to get to that 300 mark for the season. He ends up 6 of 11 from three overall, and the Warriors just able to put this thing on cruise control in a game they led by as many as 59 points. They never trailed, and they qualify for the playoffs with the victory, 157 to 101, a 56 point win in game number 82 for the Warriors. As we welcome you inside Warriors wrap up here on 957 The Game, it's John Dickinson with you for the next hour or so. 888 957 9570, 888 957 9570. And it's going to be the Warriors and the Sacramento Kings playing against each other in the first round of the playoffs. It was nip and tuck throughout the whole afternoon as far as the other games go. Zero drama as far as the the Warriors and Blazers with Golden State handling their business to lock up either the fifth or the sixth spot. They were going to be in the top six just by virtue of the win. And then all eyes turned to what would the Clippers do in Phoenix And the Clippers trailed for a good chunk of that game, and Phoenix was playing their bench guys. There was no Durant. There was no Chris Paul. There was no Devin Booker. There was no DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Even guys like TJ Warren were sitting out for Phoenix, but Phoenix led for a, a good chunk the entire first half and toward the end of the third quarter and early fourth quarter. Uh, But the Clippers were able to come back, and the Clippers won that game to secure the five seed. And there was some question, could the Clippers maybe manipulate things depending upon what happened in the Pelicans-Minnesota game? Well, the Pelicans led in Minnesota most of the afternoon, but Minnesota was able to rally and get the victory in that matchup 
And so it was close enough to where the Clippers, and close enough in terms of timing, where the Clippers couldn't try to manipulate their way, even if they wanted to, out of a matchup against Phoenix to give the Warriors that matchup and potentially try to try to line up a matchup against the Kings as well. But they would have fallen out of the top six if they had done that and the Pelicans won. And again, it was just all too tight to manipulate. And so the Suns with Kawhi Leonard down the stretch put uh, or got put away by the Clippers. And so the Clippers wind up five. The Warriors wind up six. So setting the table for the first-round matchups, uh, the Nuggets and Grizzlies will await the play-in tournament as the one and the two seeds. You've got the Warriors and Kings in the 6-3. You've got the Clippers and the Suns in the 5-4 slot. Uh, and the Lakers and Timberwolves are going to be one of the play-in tournament games. That's the 7-8 game with the Pelicans falling to 9 by virtue of their loss to Minnesota and the Thunder 10. So the 9-10 game in the Western Conference is the Pelicans and the Thunder uh, as things went right down to the, the final minutes. High drama in Minneapolis and Phoenix while the Warriors were on cruise control up in the Pacific Northwest. So Golden State wins it to improve to 44-38. and 38. They get the six seed. Clippers take the five by virtue of the divisional record tiebreaker uh, over the Warriors. And I think if you're a Warriors fan, you got to be pretty happy with the way things worked out, all told. Uh, in a season full of ups and downs for the defending champ, going all the way back to training camp and the punch with Draymond Green on, on Jordan Poole and the three and seven start and this team couldn't win a road game until damn near the end of November uh, and Andrew Wiggins goes down at the all-star break due to the the personal issues Steph Curry was in and out of the lineup multiple times with the Warriors trying to to hang on and and be able to to do just enough to stay afloat in a couple of lengthy month-long stretches without Steph. The Warriors were able to do that, and the question all year was really, could they cobble it together and do enough to get everybody back and on the same page for a postseason run? And wouldn't you know, similarly to last year, uh, Andrew Wiggins is now back in the fold. He'll have a week to get himself ramped up, and the Warriors are maybe the healthiest that they've been at any point this season at the time where you want to be uh, as healthy and as whole as you could be, and that is going into the playoffs uh, game one. Uh, If you want to react to today's game, and and it was just absurd the way the Warriors were able to to put it on the Blazers and handle their business in a much, much more effective manner than they did the other night in Sacramento, although as we talked about on Warriors Live – the team that the Blazers were putting out there, was it was sad. And that group, to their credit, had competed at a much higher level in games recently. But there was a defending champs with a purpose, not going to slip into the play-in tournament feel to what the Warriors were trying to accomplish there. There were personal agendas on display with Clay, but the personal agendas were helping fit the team agenda because Clay was, was on one. And on one early uh, to the tune of, I mean, just an awe-dropping display, what the Warriors did in that first quarter, regardless of who they did it against. Uh, I mean, that was the quarter of the season that the Warriors saved for their final regular season uh, first quarter uh, of the of the regular season. So impressive, impressive stuff. Uh, if you want to get in on the matchup, with Sacramento, uh, something that we're going to be talking a lot about here on 95.7 The Game throughout the course of the next week. We do not know the schedule yet. The one thing that we can tell you, of course, is that that series will begin at Golden One Center in Sacramento. 
either Saturday or Sunday uh, of next weekend. So the Warriors are going to get at least five, if not six days off to prepare for that series. And from that you know, point forward, and, and I referenced this a little bit on Twitter right before we started the show, last year the schedule did come out within a half hour or so for the game ones. Like, are you going to be playing Saturday or Sunday? So obviously we'll pass that along once we know uh, when game one will be for uh, the Warriors and the Kings. But the full schedule for the entire series has not been released. And last year, not to say that this is a template for how it's 100% going to be this year, but last year the uh, the schedule was not released until after the, the play-in tournament games on Tuesday, the 7-8 games, and then they released the full schedule for, for all of the rounds. So if anything happens here uh, over the course of the next hour, we will make sure and, and get that to you here on 95-7 the game. But I would expect, given the way the league has done it in, in recent years and including last year, I would expect that we probably will know coming up here between now and 4.30 whether the the Warriors and Kings are going to begin on on Saturday and and or Sunday uh, in Sacramento. So 888-957-9570, That is the number to give me a call or shoot me a text here on Warriors wrap up on 957 the game. Warriors uh, finish 44 and 38. They've won 8 of their last 10 uh, for uh, Golden State, so you could make a case this is their best stretch of basketball, at least one of them that they've played this season. Uh, and so you could also make the case uh, that the Warriors are playing their best basketball this season when you look at their overall record and the fact that they are six games over five hundred at this point. High watermark for Golden State at the end of the year. They'll take on a Sacramento team that lost today. They played their starters basically some preseason level of minutes today and then sat them out and Denver's backups beat essentially the Kings backups. So Sacramento ended up 48 and 34. So a four game separation uh, between those two teams in the standings, an odd season series. These teams played three times in the first three weeks of the regular season and the Warriors won two out of three with the home team winning each of those first three but I don't think there's a lot to glean from any of the four head-to-head matchups, even though the Warriors did take the season series three games to one. Essentially, the first three were all when the Warriors were viewed as the defending champions and not the more mid-level type team that the Warriors played like for an extended portion of the, the regular season, and nobody knew back in October and early November that the Kings were going to be anything close to what they wound up being for this 2022-23 season. And so I think you almost throw all four games out uh, <laughs> as far as that goes. That was the, the the bad Kings before anybody knew they were good, and it was the, the Warriors before anybody knew that, that they were going to have a, a struggle of a, of a regular season to the tune that they, that they wound up having uh, the struggle being. And so I, I think when you look at those matchups, you do have to – you do have to throw the head-to-heads out. Obviously, the Kings are having a historic season in terms of offense. A top offensive-rated team in the last 49 years in the NBA. They shoot the three. They move the ball. They've got a quick point guard in De'Aaron Fox, who's been Mr. Fourth Quarter in the NBA this year. Damanis Sabonis 
is somebody that's been, I think, an all-NBA-level type player. He's probably going to be all-NBA third team at the center position behind Embiid and Jokic, who in some order will be one and two. Uh, And De'Aaron Fox, I think, has got some action potentially to be an all-NBA team uh, uh, member on, on the back end as well. So two players that have played at an extremely high level. They added Kevin Herter in the offseason. They drafted Keegan Murray, so a couple of shooters to go with the Fox a bonus pairing. Old buddy Harrison Barnes is going to be playing in his first playoff game since Game 7 of the 2016 NBA Finals over at Oracle. I know Warrior fans remember how not only that game – but that series ended not just for Golden State, but for but for Harrison Barnes with his awful numbers in Game 5, 6, and 7 of that series as the Warriors blew the 3-1 lead to Cleveland. And, of course, Barnes wound up being someone that went uh, away for the Warriors to bring in Kevin Durant and be able to sign him back in that 2016 summer. Well, Barnes hasn't been in the playoffs. He went to Dallas, then got traded to Sacramento, and hasn't sniffed the playoffs at all since that Game 6 of the, the 2016 Finals. And so his his first game back in the postseason is going to be against uh, his former mates and that, that championship core going back, hard to believe, seven years ago. We're coming up on that, that series in, in 2016. And, of course, Mike Brown, the associate head coach for the Warriors these last couple of years, uh, is now the head coach of the Kings, and he's going to be hands down the NBA coach of the year given what the Kings have done uh, in being w- widely uh, believed to be the, the most improved team. I think I don't think there's any doubt they're the most improved team from where they were last year to this year. So it's going to be a fun series. There's going to be a lot of offense. There's going to be a ton of storylines. There's going to be the back and forth of, of fans going into both arenas. I know the Kings are going to be playing their first playoff game in 17 years, you go back to 2006, be a lot of Warrior fans, I would expect, inside Golden One Center. I know Draymond Green has mentioned the fact that he wanted to play Sacramento, not that he believes they're an easy opponent by any means, but the travel, the the, the travel part of it as well. Uh, And by the way, uh, it has just been announced that the Warriors and the Kings are going to start Saturday at 5.30 on ABC. Saturday at 5.30 on ABC. Let's get to the phones. Go to Joe in San Francisco here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, hey JD. Uh, a long and winding road for this season, but um, I, I just have two points. We're, the, those of us who are the flip the switch theorists, we're going to find out really quickly midway first game, third quarter or so, if this kind of concept of can you flip the switch and you know things are going to be different, or if this team has the structural problems that they've showed the entire year. Second thing is, you know, I think the only thing fundamentally structurally different between last year's this team and this year's is Otto Porter, uh, Otto Porter versus uh, DiVincenzo, and some matchups would you'd wish you'd have Porter, some matchups you want DiVincenzo, so. I have no idea how this is going to go, but um, you know, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think I, I think you're right. The, the the as far as the the Warriors go and their matchups, I mean, figuring out who the rotation is going to be is going to be key. Uh, I, you know, figuring out how to play 
you know, how to integrate Wiggins, I think, is a big part of it, but how to reintegrate Wiggins and then figure out what that means to DiVincenzo and what DiVincenzo going back to the bench, if that's the way the Warriors choose to do it, how does that impact Jordan Poole? Uh, how does Wiggins being back impact Jonathan Kaminga? Kaminga, I think, impacts Gary Payton the second because they both play similar roles on this team. And you know, finding that 8-9 man combination I think is is going to be is going to be critical uh for for Steve Kerr and and finding those the, those you know map you know, just mapping all of that out is going to be critical I, I think the the Kings are going to have and you're going to hear a lot about this over the next week the Kings are going to have you know the least experience of of any other playoff team and obviously they're going up against a team that has the most experience that's going to be one of the you know that's one of the bullet point talking point headlines uh as far as uh you know as far as that goes but it you know the kings i think garner the warriors attention like i i I think because of mike brown because of the season they've had i don't think the warriors are going to be thinking Hey, they can mess around and not play an A-level game to beat this Sacramento team. I, I really, I really do believe that they're not going to have home court advantage for what will be just the fourth time in the Steve Kerr era. And again, it's different not having the home court advantage in this series. Uh, you know, maybe compared to some other series. But I, I think what Steve Kerr always talks about—the appropriate fear in play—I think that's that's what's. You know that that's what's the the key uh, for for the Warriors in this thing, and yeah, we'll find out because I think the speed at which the Kings play, the ball movement at which the Kings play, you know, they try to lull you into taking bad shots and turning the ball over, and and you know the way that the Kings play can be susceptible, you know, make the Warriors susceptible to their weakest points, turnovers. Uh, although the Kings don't really defend well, but unforced turnovers are typically the, the order of the day when the Warriors are turning it over. A lot of the times it isn't defensive pressure. It's just the Warriors are are turning it over. Uh, and, and, you know, you do that against the Kings, you do that and take bad shots and they run it back the other way on you, they can put a 45 or a 50 on you in a quarter. And they've done that to teams all year where they just explode. They can match your your 18 to 23 pointers a game as well, which is something that the Warriors are going to have to to be able to 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 withstand and they're going to have to play a good a real good button up. This is not a cakewalk picnic series for the Warriors. No no doubt about it. Uh 888-957-9570 888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Let's go to Rich and Fremont next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, Rich? Hey, what's up, J.D.? Thanks for taking my call. Hey, you know what? I think you're spot on, too, when you said it's not going to be a cakewalk. I think this could be a very dangerous series for Golden State because of the fact that uh, you have to look at the fact that Mike Brown knows that team. Um, he knows what Kerr likes to do. Um, if he brings you know, their A game, which I'm sure they will in this series, this is a series that could go seven. And if it does, that could be a problem for Golden State because of the fact that Golden State, even though they are they are a good team and they're a playoff team, they're also much older. And so because they are much older, uh, you know, having stamina down the stretch could come into question on this one. Thanks a lot, J.D. Have a good day. 
No, I appreciate it, and and I'm interested to see, and, and like I said, the game one schedule is out, and, and we'll see if more of the schedule does get released here over the course of the next hour, as, as I'm going to be on the air till about 4.30 here, but I, I'm interested to see, and I tweeted it out, you know, late in games, the Kings have been excellent. I think part of the reason they're excellent late in games is because they put pressure on you throughout the game. They basically run their their open offense with everything going through Sabonis for three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter, they let they let Fox try to take it over, and he's been the best fourth quarter scorer in the league and one of the most clutch players in the NBA this season. You're going to have to be there. I guess the best way to put it, Rich, is there are going to be times if the Warriors aren't buttoned up and sharp in this series where the Kings can make the Warriors look a little bit old. I I think that's, but where the Warriors have the advantage is if they take smart shots and they run their offense and they attack the rim and they don't, they don't turn it over carelessly. If, if they play a buttoned-up, playoff-style Warrior game, I do think the Warriors win this series. And, and when you start to factor in the whole notion of, well, would you have rather played Phoenix or would you have rather played Sacramento? To me, it was a no-brainer you'd rather play Sacramento. And again, that doesn't mean that it's going to be a picnic by any means, but if you're going to play if you you'd rather play the team that has the least amount of experience that's going to be trying to gather and, and and gain their bearings as the playoffs begin when you've seen it all from game 7s on the road to Boston in an NBA finals to Toronto in an NBA finals to Memphis last year which was a wild and, and raucous cry like the the warriors have seen it all so you'd much rather have that advantage but the only way the veteran advantage works for the Warriors is if they play like veterans and not do some of the careless things that they've done all year. I mean, this is the Warriors. You could make the case best, you know, best, most complete team that they have had this season at any point. Now that they've got Gary Payton back and in the rotation, Kaminga's come along to a point where he has looked playable and, and impactful over the last month to six weeks. You're getting Wiggins back. DiVincenzo's been a factor. Like, like I think you got to feel really good about where the Warriors are at. And then you look at that side of the bracket, the three-six side of the bracket. Uh, you've got Memphis on that side if you can get by the Kings, and then you've got the Lakers potentially if the Lakers win their playing game against Minnesota, which I would think the Lakers would win their playing game against Minnesota. And by the way, Minnesota, there was all kinds of drama going on with Minnesota today. You had Rudy Gobert take a swing at Kyle Anderson in the huddle. This is while they were losing to the Pelicans. They came back and won the game. Jaden McDaniels punched a wall or a garbage can or something in the tunnel and broke his hand, reportedly. And so, I mean, Minnesota won the battle but may lose the war because they couldn't control their their tempers in the game that they wound up winning but were down there. But then you've got the Lakers, which wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a picnic, obviously, in the second round if you're the Warriors, but... Uh, it also is the potential to, hey, if the Lakers somehow knock Memphis out, then you've got home court advantage in a second-round series. If, you, if you're the six and the Lakers are the seven, and you also filter Denver and Phoenix and the Clippers, if the Clippers get their act together and make a run, you filter them to the other half of the bracket as well, which I think uh, is something that, that the Warriors uh, would, would benefit from. 888-957-9570. Mike in San Jose here before we pause on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Mike? Nothing. Nothing much, man. I just have to disagree with our last caller saying that uh, the Warriors wouldn't be able to go to a seven-game series and they would be tired and whatnot. 
they pretty much took off the whole season, or excuse hmm. me, half the season with all these road games that they lost. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they saved their energy for situations like the entire playoffs that are coming. So I expect Chris Blake's, regardless of the dude's age, whether it's our youngs or our olds, we're ready to go. And I think that win over the Blazers right now just kind of proved that. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate that. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's times this year where it's looked really hard for the Warriors. Like they've even on Friday night in Sacramento as they're playing against the Kings backups, Steph and Clay, they look like they're just grinding. And so I don't, I don't know that they took the season off and they're necessarily feeling fresh now. But I'll say this: you get this week off to recalibrate and bring Wiggins back and to plan out how you want to handle things to lead up to Saturday night at five thirty in Golden One Center, and you got action. In a in a big time way at that at that particular point in time. So uh, I I think when you you know we'll see. I, I don't think they've been saving up. I do think they're a year older. I do think they're probably going to be more tested this year than they were last year. You know this first round series against Sacramento in my mind is going to be a more difficult first round series than last year's series was against Denver. I really do, and I know a lot of those games are close. Denver didn't have Porter Jr. and Murray. Jokic was the MVP, but this Kings team, I think top to bottom, is you know, similar record-wise uh, than, than that Denver team was. It's funny, a three-seed this year is basically kind of what a six-seed last year was you know, within a game or two range, but I think when you look at it, the, the Warriors are going to be you know, tested at a level to where – these series, even this first one, are going to take something out of them. And I think that's where the travel component comes in, and you like the fact that you can take the bus back, and we'll see how the games are spread out. I think that's going to be key. I know the Warriors have had a pretty favorable first-round schedule in terms of games being spread out in the past. We'll see what happens as far as that goes for this year. 888-957-9570. We'll go ahead and pause here. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from Clay Thompson. We'll come back. We'll get you all the uh, matchups for all the series that are going to be going on in the NBA. But uh, let's react to this one. Are the Warriors playing their best basketball this season right now going into the playoffs? And how do you feel about the matchup against the Kings versus what could have been a matchup against the Suns had things gone a different way? It's Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Pool, dribble, step back, Tom fake, fly by, three ball, got it! Wow! 55 points in the first quarter for the Dubs. They lead 55 to 27. Poole with 12 points. Thompson leading all scores with 17. What a quarter for Golden State. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. Yeah, an unbelievable first quarter for the Warriors as they get the job done in game number 82. They beat the Blazers 157 to 101 it was 55 27 Warriors at the end of the first quarter some of the numbers from the first quarter Warriors hit 12 three-pointers in the first quarter 12 of 18 from three 20 of 29 overall so they were 8 of 11 from two 12 of 18 from three got to the free throw line a couple of times and didn't trail led by uh, as many as 28, their largest lead there. And Clay Thompson, incredible in the first quarter. Five of eight from three. He was hunting the threes that he needed, and he needed five of them to get to 300, finish the game with six uh, as the Warriors roll. And they got a little bit of help from the Clippers, who couldn't try to manipulate things, I think, because that Timberwolves-Pelicans game was so close at the same time had they wanted to try to maybe put themselves in position to to play Sacramento. So the Clippers just held on, got the win against the Suns' backups. And so it'll be the Clippers and the Suns in the first round, and it'll be the Warriors and the Kings. A matchup some would call 38 years in the making. The Kings moving from Kansas City to Sacramento back in 1985, and in no year since the Kings moved to Sacramento have the Kings and Warriors been in the playoffs in the same year. That's now the Kings haven't been in it since the year before we believe uh, going back to 2006, but never have both teams been good at the same time in 38 years. So in the playoffs for the first time in 38, at the same time the two Northern California squads and they will face each other in that series beginning on Saturday night at Golden One Center in Sacramento, 5:30 Saturday night on ABC, and of course right here on 95.7 The Game. We'll get to the secret sauce and the hardest working player coming up, but uh, let's get back to the phones at 888-957-9570, and that's where Robin joins the conversation here. What, what's going on, Robin? Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Let me turn my radio down. Uh-oh. So, um, J.D., three things here. Um, I'm going to turn the air conditioner off. I'm sorry, three things. This is the last game. And I just want to know uh, if you're going to be around. I I, um, I don't do Instagram and all that, so I don't follow you that way. But, you know, I'm always looking for you. Uh, remember I told you I discovered all these JDs and that I hope you use your middle initial. So I'd like to know if you can, you know, um, 
where you're going to be, what you're going to be doing, and how we're going to, you know, can listen to you, what you're going to be doing on 95.7 of the game. Um, and then second of all, I, I'd like to just say that I think that the Warriors um, really, I, I want to know your opinion in terms of how you think, you know, when Wiggins comes back and then, you know, all these lineup changes, you know, rotation changes, you know, sometimes it takes time to get in rhythm, to get in sync. And given where we are, they don't really have time to mess around, to get into sync. So I just want to hear your opinion on that. Lastly, I do really think that Jordan Poole might be a big factor in this game, or he has to be, but I don't know if that responsibility should be put on him, given where he's at in his development. But I think he's the one guy who has the speed and has the talent that could match those young players of the of the Kings. And wanted to get your opinion on all three of that. Peace out, and it's been great, great, great listening to you this season. Bye-bye. I'll pre- appreciate it, Robin. Thank you so much, and, and we appreciate you listening, and we appreciate you calling. And, and I'm not going anywhere. Uh, we're going to have Warriors this week. Saturday from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. from Sacramento. I don't know exactly where I'm going to be uh, in Sacramento, but I'll be from Sacramento uh, for with Whitey uh, Warriors this week from 10 until 1 on Saturday. I'm I'm probably going to be on different shows all week, popping in here and there, talking about the, this series, and I will also be on pre and post game for the for the duration uh, as far as the Warriors go. Uh, if it's if it's the first round or they make a trek all the way to the NBA finals again or somewhere in between, I'll be there. I'm going to be uh, covering this team on the road no matter where they go. Short trip round one, but if it's Memphis in round two or L.A. or if they're fortunate enough to go to Phoenix or Denver in a Western Conference finals, Boston or Milwaukee or Philly or somewhere in the finals, I am uh, along for the ride uh, for for the duration of, of this season. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and and you'll know where to find me, Robin. You'll you'll know where to find me before and after every one of these games here, uh, as far as the Warriors go. Uh, Jordan Poole point. He's got to be better than he was Friday night. the 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 bad Jordan Poole is the the type of player that absolutely will get you wrecked against the Kings. The good Jordan Poole is the type of player because he can get to the basket. The, the Kings don't have uh, interior rim protection. They're vulnerable to fouling inside. They are vulnerable to, to teams that, that can hit them with passes and cuts in the lane. Like I think, I think Jordan Poole can be a big-time factor attacking the basket as long as he can do it without turning it over and finishing, which was something he didn't do really at all, although he did get to the free-throw line on Friday night. So I think he can be a factor uh, in, in this series, but he's got to play well. As far as you know, getting into a rhythm and getting into sync, and it's going to take time, and Wiggins is coming back, and, and how do you sort through the rotation, and who's going to be starting, and, and all of that, that's where the Warriors winning today is such a big advantage because they now can take tomorrow off and have all of their film guys and assistant coaches and everybody get locked in on Sacramento for a day and then they'll hit the practice court on Tuesday and they'll be able to do as much they can do a couple practice, take a day off have another practice, they can do a practice, have a film day, have a couple of practices leading into they can have as many as three practices if they want and and a couple of good film days to prepare for SAC and that's one of the things that I think, just the juice of being in a playoff series, I think the Warriors are going to relish the lack of travel in this series 
I think that's something, you know, Draymond spoke to that point, but I also think they're going to have a shot to get whatever they want their playoff group for this series to be, the eight, nine, ten players that are going to play the most amount of minutes. I think they've got this week now to line it up however the heck they want to line it up. And, and I think that gives the Warriors an advantage. And, and I would say that my hunch would be that the Warriors end up putting Wiggins back in the starting lineup. And, and that doesn't mean he's going to play 35 minutes a game, but I do think he can get back out there and and at least start to play, you know, whether it you know, maybe it's 20 to 25 minutes and you, you pencil the rotation and around it, but you, you can plan it all out however you want to plan it all out. And, and as he eases back into game action, you can increase his minutes, or you never know. Maybe they think his conditioning will be at a point where you can push it to 25 or 30. They're going to have to keep an eye on him once he gets in games, but I would think because that starting group of Steph Clay, Draymond Wiggins, and Looney have been so critical, I, I would think that the Warriors would, knowing that they have the five days to gear up and knowing that Looney has to start against Sabonis because they have a traditional big man that can score the basketball, I think the Warriors are going to lean toward putting Wiggins into the starting lineup and and carving out Poole and DiVincenzo and Peyton second and Kaminga rolls off of that. But it's a nice luxury to have now to know that you've at least got five days not only to practice, but to but to map everything out. Uh, 888-957-9570. Jerry and Martinez, back to the phones we go here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, Jerry? Hey, not much. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I totally agree with you, man. I think the uh, I think we're going to be super hyped coming out of the gates against the Kings. It's going to be huge. I mean, the boost of Wiggins coming back, the way we played today, Gary Payton, and that's where I think you know I think he, Wiggins is going to start, and I think um, I think his impact is going to be on defense and you know taking on De'Aaron Fox, that engine you know for the Kings, because if we can throw GP ninety feet at him, Wiggins, you know, in a combination of you know, everybody else, you know, we're going to do, you know, maybe we can frustrate him like we frustrated Luca last year, you know, Tatum in the finals. I think throwing multiple bodies and being able to do that is going to be huge. But thanks for taking Absolutely. my call and happy Easter, man. Yeah, happy Easter to you, brother. Appreciate it. Jerry Martinez checking in. Yeah, the, the Warriors fully loaded here have a bunch of different bodies they can throw at Fox. And I think Wiggins would be the would be the primary off, off the top. And... You can throw Gary Payton the second on him. I think you could throw DiVincenzo on him a little bit. I think you could you could throw Kaminga on him in a little bit of a, a specified role if somebody gets in foul trouble or you just want to you know have somebody hound him. The, the Warriors do have some options for Fox. I also wonder because the Kings play kind of an open you know through Sabonis type of an offense in the first three quarters of games. I wonder if the Warriors look to try to do with Fox what they've done to John Morant and others and you know James Harden, Russell Westbrook in the past, almost make those guys try to take the game over from the jump because Sabonis really is the guy that gets them. You know, Sabonis and Fox both get a lot of paint points, but Sabonis is the guy who gets Herter in the game, who gets Harrison Barnes in the game, who gets Keegan Murray in the game with, with the passing and the ball movement. And, and it can at times look similar to the Warriors. I know Steve Kerr compared it to the, the offense that the Warriors would run when they would hit Bogut in the high post a lot and cut off. I mean, these two teams in some ways mirror each other somewhat in the, the shooting ball movement, want to play with pace, you know, big men who can pass the basketball uh, ty- type of type of ways. And so 
how the Warriors deal with that, I think, is going to be critical in in this series uh, to to them winning this series. But having bodies on Fox... Different combinations that you can throw at him, I think, is is huge. And then you got to be able to get back out to shooters. None of this, none of this helping lazily or or helping off off the wrong spot. Like the, the stopping the dribble penetration is going to have to be on point in this series for the Warriors because you start helping off the of guys. The Kings have a bunch of dudes that can that can stripe it from three, from Keegan Murray to Kevin Herter to old buddy Harrison Barnes can knock down a corner three, uh, and and even Malik Monk has the potential to be a wild card off the bench. Trey Lyles is a stretch four that they use. Sometimes they use Chemezi Metu, who can be a stretch five and hit some threes and be active on the glass. The Warriors are going to have to be buttoned up, but they do have the bodies, I think, against Fox, and then you have to figure out who's going to be the finisher because Fox looks to take the game over down the stretch, and that's why the Kings have been so successful. They have won a lot of games this year because they have been very good in close games and overtime games and the, and the like uh, over the course of the season. In fact, they've won a lot of the games, especially on the road. They've won a lot of the 50-50 games that the Warriors have lost on the road, and that's why you look at them and they ended up separated by just the four games. All right, let's pause here for our... Station ID at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ-FM in HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. All right, Warriors wrap up, rolling on here. Dubs get it done over the Blazers to finish the season 44-38. and 157-101 to 101 is the final monster First quarter from Clay Thompson. Steph poured in his 26 and 22 minutes. Big games from Moses Moody as he got some run with the game out of hand uh, in this one. Jonathan Kaminga, what a dunk from Kaminga in his 24 minutes, putting in 15 points. And Jordan Poole, uh, an efficient and effective game uh, for Jordan Poole against the Blazers' backups as the Warriors secure their spot as a top-six team, and the Clippers win over the Suns late means that the Warriors are going to take on the Sacramento Kings in the first round of the playoffs. Again, Game 1 is Saturday. want to let everybody know, Game 1 is Saturday at Golden 1 Center in Sacramento. We'll keep you posted on the playoff schedule moving forward off of that, although, again, the league did not announce the remainder of the games for the first round last season until Tuesday. And so I know a lot of people are going to want to know, hey, when's that first game at Chase going to be? Uh, But game one Saturday, that means game two in Sacramento is going to be either Monday or Tuesday. Uh, And then at that point, game three uh, potentially could be Thursday or Friday uh, of next week as well. And then game four obviously could be at some point Saturday or Sunday. The, war- the, the NBA has liked to put the Warriors in that Saturday slot for game one. They've also, the last two times they've been in the playoffs, liked to put them in the Sunday slot the second weekend, the twelve thirty slot, so two weeks from today. I wouldn't be surprised if, no matter how they get there, whether it's Saturday, Tuesday for one and two, and then Friday, Sunday for three and four at Chase, or if they do the Thursday Sunday as they've done the last couple of times the Warriors made it, including last year with the two games in Denver, I would I would think that Game Four is probably going to be two weeks from today at twelve thirty on ABC uh, at at Chase Center. But again, nothing official beyond Game One at this point. Let's get to the secret sauce 
of the game. Why did the Warriors win or lose? Secret sauce brought to you by Proposition Chicken. And the first quarter was the secret sauce for the Warriors, the not-so-secret sauce. Come out and absolutely drub this Portland team from the beginning. And the Warriors did just that, shooting 69% from the field, 12 of 18 from three. Clay Thompson, 17 in the first quarter on 6 of 9 shooting and 5 of 8 from three-point range. The Warriors getting it done quick, fast, and in a hurry to the tune of a 55-27 lead at the end of one up in Portland. That, the secret sauce for the Warriors in this one. Brought to you by Proposition Chicken. This chicken goes three ways. Fried, flipped, and fake. Now available in nine Bay Area locations. Or you can order now at propositionchicken.com. That's propositionchicken.com. 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he met with the media from Moda Center in Portland. Steve, the snow you guys had to have on you today, and to see how your team responds, of course, they came out with the sharks they were. How, how does that translate heading into the tournament? Yeah, I mean it's a great, great sign. I mean we've we've played really well overall uh, last couple of weeks. I think we won eight of our last ten, if I'm not mistaken. And today was, um, you know, our guys were locked in right from the beginning. They knew what was at stake and uh, controlled the game from the opening tap. And um, hopefully that carries over to to next week. But most importantly, you know, after a really long and in many ways tumultuous season. We got where we needed to, to get, and that's, um, you know, into the playoffs, and we've got a chance, and that's that's all we were hoping for. I thought Clay would have done right Yeah, I, I, I pulled Clay aside um, two minutes before the game, and I said, hey, you know, I know you're five five away, but just let it happen. You know, it's it's you don't need to chase anything, you know, especially early in the game. Just get off the ball, you know, let it happen in the flow. It's like, okay, no problem, coach. And then he made five threes in the first five minutes. So that's Clay. Uh, but they, they were they were really good shots. That was the main thing. I mean, he was even though he was uh, he went out launching. They they were great shots. He, it wasn't like he was uh, taking bad ones. So really good for him to get that uh, you know get that mark. Um, I told him after the game just uh, how proud I was of him for what he's been through. You know to go through those two devastating injuries and fight his way back, win a championship last year, and then have a great season this year, a complete season, you know, playing back-to-backs um, by this, you know, the end of the year. And um, it's really a remarkable story, a testament to Clay and and his uh, fortitude and and his love for the game and couldn't be happier for Clay. What was this what I just said to you guys that it's been a been a rough year in a lot of ways, and they they should feel really proud uh, for making it through and fighting through a lot of adversity to to get here. And I also re- singled out Loon and JP uh, for playing all eighty two. It's so difficult to play eighty two games in an NBA season with all the bumps and bruises and the various forms of adversity that that hits you individually. So for Jordan and Loon to be there for us every night was just hugely valuable. And um, and then Loon, I believe, led the league in offensive rebounds. Um, so, um, you know, we acknowledge that. That's uh, Loon has just become um, such a, a valuable cornerstone uh, for our, our team. And, you know, it's um, everything you you sort of hope for uh, when you draft a player is, um, you know, the development, the work ethic, the approach, the maturity, the leadership. I mean, I think back to when Loon 
was a rookie and had hip surgery and second year hip surgery on the other hip. Didn't know if he was going to make it in the league. So to see what he has made of himself and how valuable he's made himself to our franchise and the way he leads, um, just this with this quiet dignity, you know, he Loon is a, uh, you know, he's a product of his, uh, of his family and a product of his, his upbringing and his, uh, his character is, um, it's beautiful to watch him go to work every single day. You said walking in here today felt a little bit like selection Sunday. Just now, can you take us into the locker room a little bit, watching those final minutes of the the King Suns game, and now that we got heading out. With those games still going on, our guys. Um, you know, we had both games on in the locker room. I was watching the Masters and, um, you know, important things, uh, first things for, uh, but no, we had, we had both games on and, um, you know, we were uh, just trying to figure out, you know, who was going where. It was a crazy day. You just don't see this in the NBA where um, the fate of four or five teams um, is literally still up in the air on the final day of the season. So, it did feel like Selection Sunday, and you know we got a six seed in the West Region, so we're very happy about that. Yeah, and so six seed in the West Region it is for the Warriors and for Steve Kerr and company, and that means they'll play the Sacramento Kings. Travel not an issue uh, for for the Warriors or the Kings in this series. I do think there's another interesting aspect of this, and 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 so many interesting aspects of it, in that the Warriors have the worst road record of any playoff team in the playoffs, although they've had, they've played better of late. They won the last two, although, again, they had a couple of teams not play their main guys against them. Uh, but they have won a, a, a few road games now here. They won the final two in Houston and Dallas uh, going back to the prior road trip. But the Warriors have the worst road record of any playoff team. The Kings, though, come in tied for the worst home record of any playoff team. So the Kings are only 23 and 18 at Golden One Center and you know there's going to be a more of a split crowd uh, than there would be in another building although the Warrior fans have gotten out into everybody's building over this this dynastic run that they've been on. But the Kings do have the second best road record of any playoff team. So you've got the Warriors who were excellent at home, even better home record than they had last year with Golden State ending up 33 and 8, but the Kings went 25 and 16, which by a wide margin in the wet, the Kings had the best road record of any playoff team by four games over the next closest team, which was the Clippers. Only the Warriors, I'm sorry, only the Kings and the Clippers had winning road records among the playoff teams in the in the Western Conference. And you look at the Eastern Conference, the, the big three in the East all did well on the road, and the Knicks did well on the road uh, in addition to Brooklyn. So there were some teams that were above 500, but but only Milwaukee. only The, the Kings played at a Milwaukee-Boston-Philly level on the road this season. And so you know they don't have to travel far either. And we'll see if their fans can get into Chase Center. There's so many different fun components to, to this whole matchup between these two teams that are going to be on display here beginning next Saturday. You know, how many fans can get into Golden One if you're Warrior fans? How many games can get into Chase if if you're Kings fans? All of the ties from Harrison Barnes, the former Warrior, to Mike Brown being the former associate head coach. Hell, Mike Brown coached the Warriors because Steve Kerr was in the COVID health and safety protocols. Mike Brown last season during the championship run coached the Warriors in playoff games 
after he had been named the head coach of the Kings. So Mike Brown won games as a head coach for the Warriors in the playoffs while he was technically the head coach of the Kings a year ago and and spending the last six years here. Nobody knows the Warriors as well as Mike Brown does, and I think nobody over this run has been able to figure other teams out like the Warriors have. They've been as good at figuring out ways to beat uh, opponents cleverly throughout the course of a lot of these playoff series and and runs and and teams that have had very special seasons. Uh, Mentioned it earlier, but this is going to be just the fourth time that the Warriors will play without home court advantage in a in a series in the in the Steve Kerr era. And of course the Warriors twenty six consecutive playoff series, every single playoff series where Steph, Clay, and Draymond have been together, they have won a road game in. A- at least one. And this will be the fourth time that the Warriors will not have home court advantage in a playoff series. You go back the prior three last year, Memphis, the Warriors won Game one in Memphis, won the series in six. In 2019, the Warriors lost to Toronto in game one of the NBA Finals, but they did win game two and game five in Toronto. The the story of that series was the Warriors didn't win a game at Oracle, went 0-3 at Oracle in that series to close out Oracle. The Raptors won it four games to two over at Oracle in game number six, the final game ever played there. And then you go back to Houston in 2018 in the Western Conference Finals, and the Warriors didn't have home court advantage in that series. They won game one, and then they won game seven after dropping one at home. Uh, Won game seven and the 27 missed consecutive threes by the Rockets as the Warriors went on to the finals and went on to the back-to-back championship in 2018. So it can be done. The Warriors with the core, different variations of it have done it. They've won two out of three series where they haven't had home court advantage in the Steve Kerr era, but in a couple of those, they've gotten off the ju- you know the jump in two of the three. In fact, the, the two that they won, they got out and they won game one, as the Warriors have done in a big way uh, in the playoffs under Steve Kerr as well. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It is Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors over the Blazers, 157-101, to uh, as the Warriors and Kings are set to go at it. Again, Saturday night, Game 1 in Sacramento. Warriors Live will be at 4.30, uh, and I'll be from Golden 1 Center in Sacramento for that one, and I'll be coming to you Warriors this week, special edition Saturday, 10 to 1 from Sacramento as well. Uh, we'll try to let everybody know where that's going to be. Uh, but yeah, the Warriors and the Kings, game one of the best of seven first round series on Saturday at 5 30 on ABC and on 95 7 the game. All right, let's get to the hardest working player of the game, which is brought to you by AC Transit. Curry off the screen, comes left. Chest pass to Thompson. Takes a dribble, fires for three again. He rattled it home. That's number four for Thompson. He's got 14 points in two minutes and 37 seconds. 299 threes, and Portland calls time. Yeah, Clay Thompson getting it done. And how about Steve Kerr saying that Clay 
hey, he had to tell him before the game, relax. He had to tell him, hey, chill out. <laughs> like, and, you know, don't, don't chase it too hard. And what does Clay do? He goes out and he chases it harder than anything he's chased all year. And that's saying something because Clay's been thirsty. I mean, you go back and watch some of the games from October and November. Clay's been thirsty all year hunting shots early in games. And, you know, again, that's something – you play Sacramento, you better make them. Otherwise, they might run you run you back the other way, get up 20-5 to five on you, and it's an uphill climb, although they'll probably let you back into the game. Uh, the, the joke as far as the Kings games have gone th- this year that, that in Sacramento, and, and I've been up there a lot you know, on, a, on an off night. I, I do get up there as somebody that, that covers the NBA, and I, I, probably, I probably caught about 20 games on nights where the Warriors didn't play. Basically, every time the Warriors or the Niners didn't play, I... I Went went down the road and, and checked out. To, basically, every game is is some variation of ninety five ninety or one hundred to ninety five going to the fourth quarter. Like like all like just put twelve minutes on the clock and it's one hundred to ninety five. Kings are up five, down five, whatever it is, and just roll the fourth quarter and 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 let it play uh, from from that point on. But yeah, how about Clay? Uh, excellent, excellent stuff with with Clay Thompson uh, as. He goes off and gets to the 300 mark and, and did it without drama and, and really did it in truly Clay Thompson fashion. He is the hardest worker of the game. For this one, AC Transit looking for hard workers, offering a $2,000 bonus for new bus operators and journey-level mechanics to join their team. For complete details and to apply, visit actransit.org careers. That's actransit.org slash careers. All right, 888-957-9570. couple of minutes to go here before we call it an afternoon, but let's uh, let, let's hear a couple of minutes of Clay uh, as he met with the media. He always loves playing in Portland. He always likes playing in Sacramento, too. I think he does remember the fact that the Kings are one of the teams that could have drafted him back at 2011. Uh, they had the pick right before Clay Thompson ended up being drafted. 11 by the Warriors in 2011 uh, but Clay addressed uh, getting to 300 and just uh, his season as he returned and played uh, a full season and back-to-backs and all of that coming off of the the two injuries I think it's cool to lead the league in threes made. Something I never did before. It's a testament to my hard work over the last few years. Some dark times turned into some beautiful moments. And, you know, I usually do what I, I usually am right about things I say. You know, people might not want me to give me credit, but it usually come true. Well, around the rest of the West Conference, some of the speeds, it was nice. It was nice, but we're we're excited that we don't have to play in the playing game, and we'll figure out what's in store for us next weekend. Um, but uh, I've learned in my time in the NBA that you can't really hope to play somebody. You just got to play whoever's in front of you, and if you have that mindset, you'll be successful. Before last game, second, kind of put in the Warriors' hands in sack. What's that going to be like to you? The kind of the two no collaborative fan Oh, that's going to be fun, man! First time in NBA history. It's going to be really special. Uh, I know the Kings fans will be excited. I haven't been in the playoffs in a while, so they'll be uh, very excited. But that's just great. I mean, great for the NBA, great for Northern California, and uh, it's great for us. We don't have to travel too far, which is very nice because sometimes, you know, flying across the country every other day is exhausting. Well, I'm just saying how important that is. I mean, 
quantum factor you can add is to just being able to pop out there compared to going Memphis, Denver, yeah. Hey, you can vote from the San Francisco Bay to San Sacramento, so don't test me. But uh, it's huge. It is so big. Like, we see a lot of planes, which are fun, but uh, the bus ride kind of gives you the old school vibe of high school and college, and it's just great. It worked out very nicely, and that's a team we greatly respect. You know, they won our division. They have a great coaching staff, great young players, so give them our utmost respect and play our hardest. How do you feel like the team is ready? It seems like you guys have been playing better lately. He wins in 10 games. Andrew's close to coming back. Gary's obviously here now for defensive health. How do you sort of assess where you guys are as you restart here in the playoffs? Gary's great on offense, too. He's great, great around the rim, great in the corner, three ball. I like where we're at. We're all healthy. So excited to get Wiggs back in the mix. Young guys play great tonight. And this week of preparation is going to be so important for us to keep our conditioning up and our minds fresh. But, uh, yeah, people will forever remember what happens in the playoffs, and we've tended to be a great playoff team. So I have no worries, and I'm excited. I mean, it's the best time to be a basketball player professionally. And, and I do think the Warriors get – get some juice from one it's the playoffs now and they've been waiting for this moment basically since june of last year when when they won the nba championship in boston you know when when can you get back and and feel that energy that comes from a playoff series they're going to immediately feel challenged i think without a doubt being on the road and going up against you know mike brown on the other side and all of that so i i think i think they're going to get juice based off of the buzz that's going to be in Sacramento for the Kings' first playoff game in 17 years. Like, I think that gives you added focus. Like, the game, the games for the Warriors will feel massive, <laughs> and, and they're going to feel massive for Northern California, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to, to watch these two teams go at it. The Kings are kind of the, the up-and-comers, and the Warriors are the, the OGs, and, you know, there are some connections in terms of style of play and the like, and, and, and so we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know what what ultimately happens a couple of text messages to get to uh, on the Comcast business text line 510 do you feel like there's a switch that can be flipped I don't even think it's about flipping a switch it's just about playing good basketball it's like this isn't there isn't some magic to it it's just play well it it isn't it's just it's just come out and 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 we're gonna find out you lay it all on the line and we're we're gonna find out if the Warriors come out and, and they're carelessly turning it over and unforced errors and they're not defending because they don't look locked in like it's a regular season game then then they're going to be really vulnerable if they don't do that then I think they got a great shot to win this series and that winds up being a six game series probably or a seven game series you know I, I think this is a I, that's one thing I will say for sure I think this is a six or a seven game series I, I do not think this is uh, Warriors in four, Warriors in five, that kind of thing. Now, the Warriors go in and win game one, and then the Kings fans start to think, uh-oh, we're playing the defending champs, and they look good. You know, things can snowball. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And and then, uh-oh, you know, you don't win game one, maybe you, maybe you don't win game two, and then we'll see where things sit there. But the thing that I keep coming back to is you got to play well if if you're going to if you're going to win that that series, there, there's no doubt about it. The four one five JD, the Kings resting and letting the Warriors win the other night reminds me of when Dallas did that in the in the We Believe year, uh, and then the Warriors won uh, at that point. Well, Dallas could have tried to knock them out, they didn't, 
and the Warriors got in, and then the Warriors beat them. So, yeah, this would be similar to that. I, and, and I think that is going to be something we haven't touched on in the last hour. And because it was so back and forth today, I mean, there were times today where it looked like the Clippers were going to lose to the Suns' backups. And that was going to mean Warriors-Phoenix, and that was going to mean the Clippers were going to be uh, a play-in tournament team, although it wouldn't have now wound up being a, a, that way because Minnesota came back and won. But all afternoon long, the Pelicans were ahead until the fourth quarter, and so the Clippers couldn't manipulate it. But I, I think at that point, you know, it, we kind of lost sight of the fact that you could make a case, Mike Brown and the Kings, based on what they did the other night with their position all but locked in, was a loud and clear statement to the Warriors. It said, we want you guys. We want you guys over the Clippers. We want you guys over the Pelicans. We want you guys over the Lakers. We think we match up best against you. And I know Mike Brown said pregame on Friday, you don't worry about everybody else. You worry about yourself. And you got to have to beat everybody if you want to be a championship team. It was a very high-level warrior-like answer. Like, you know, not worry about matchups and this and that or the other. But there's a part of me that wonders if – Maybe the Kings look at the Warriors and the season that they've had and see some vulnerabilities in them that maybe are a little bit more pronounced than some of these other opponents that the Kings could play. Now, I don't feel that way. I'm, I'm just making their case for them, potentially. If I'm the Kings, uh, I'm, I'm bummed. Well, one, I'm happy because it's a playoff situation for the first time in seven years, but I'm also bummed that it could have been you know, maybe the Pelicans – uh, or, or somebody like that, uh, because it does kind of, you know, it, it does hit. Now, look, you, you beat the Warriors, the defending champs, at the end of potentially a dynastic run, and all of a sudden maybe you're the new up-and-coming team, so there is some upside in that, and I do think this Kings team's going to be a formidable foe, but, I, you know, I'd also be kind of thinking, man, you really, you, you really want the defending champs right as they're playing a little bit better eight out of the last ten, and they're getting healthy, and they're going to have a week to prepare and lock in on you, and they have all the playoff championship experience against a team that's going to be going through all of the firsts uh, in, in their in their playoff run. It's going to be fascinating. There, there's no doubt about it. It's going to be fascinating, fascinating stuff, and it's going to be just, you know, look out. It's, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun here, uh, and I know there's a, you know, a lot of people that listen to – to us that that you know make the commute to and from Sacramento or somewhere in between, and I I just can't wait. As somebody that uh, grew up in Sacramento and covered the Kings for a long time, coming out of college, uh, still relatively young guy, but covered the Kings coming out of college, and and has covered the Warriors now since since 2011. Uh, this this is a lot of fun, and and I can't wait for it, and the analysis of all of it. And you know we're going to be breaking it down on the daily uh, here on 95.7 The Game, leading you up to 5.30 on Saturday. Basically, the six-day pregame show started an hour ago. The, the, the six-day pregame show for Warriors-Kings started an hour ago, and I'm, it's my pleasure to, to, to tip it off. I'm sure you'll be hearing from me throughout the course of the week on Wistiny and Guru and probably Willard and Dibs, and we'll have – couple of podcasts, I can promise you. The Warriors Weekly Podcast, me and Steiny will do a preview pod between now and Saturday. Uh, join me and Whitey Gleason 
on Saturday for Warriors this week from 10 until 1. And, and I'm going to try to get some some Sacramento guests and some Warriors guests on the Warriors Weekly Podcast. We'll try to do one every day uh, for about a half hour to let everybody get in tune with just how much this, this series is going to mean and how much fun it's going to be for all of Northern California. So we'll wrap it up on that note. We'll let everybody enjoy the rest of their Easter for those who observe and uh, spend the time with the family. And we will reconvene from Golden One Center in Sacramento for Warriors Live. Tentatively scheduled for 4.30, although in the playoffs, you never know. We may blow that thing up and and go multiple uh, and, you know, extended pregame action from Sacramento. Uh, stay tuned for that, but uh, we'll talk to you Saturday as well on Warriors this week. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Uh, thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios. Excellent work uh, by everyone all season long, cutting up the highlights and the postgame sound and, and all of that good stuff. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. I'll talk to you Saturday from Sacramento, but keep it locked here all week on your home for Golden State Warriors basketball as the Warriors play the Kings in the playoffs, and you'll hear it all right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.